0: Hey and welcome to the Sports and Media Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. This is show number 71. Uh, I can't believe we've already done 70 shows, Joe. So uh, what's going on in the world of sports and media on your end today?
1: Well, you know, lots of things about, uh, yep. I didn't realize till the other day, Tony Romo was named the, uh, the new broadcaster of the year. Um, is that not working? Yeah,
0: no, you're just not talking very not loud. Not talking
1: today. very loud today. That's unusual for me. It uh, is. <clears throat> about Tony Romo having won the, I think, the new broadcaster of the year, and the heels of right now, they're trying to lure now Peyton Manning to come in. They're yeah. offering what, about up to $10 million yeah. a year? I'm here. $10
0: million a year. Both Monday Night Football and Fox are after Peyton uh, Manning uh, big time. So we'll see what happens. I guess with Romo's success and maybe some of the other quarterbacks that have been good broadcasters, and Manning is one of those guys that seems to be that everybody likes. Got a good sense of humor, knows the game. Uh, so we'll see if it. You know, a ten million a year. I don't. Know, I don't know in Peyton Manning's world if that's worth it. You just don't know.
1: Ten million. That's a. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's world outside of a billionaire is ten million's got to be worth it. I think he has to also like to have to want to like it, and I think he does uh, like that type of uh, a scenario. I, I thought the SNL skits. He did that year. It was possibly one of the funniest oh, yeah. shows he was, he, I've ever seen. It
0: really showed a The United a other,
1: Way, yeah. the dancing scenes. I, it I showed think he a whole other side of him, yeah.
0: It was a whole other side of Peyton Manning, so it'll be interesting to see if he takes it.
1: It seems, you know, for those of you who are older, I, he strikes me as a little bit like a Dandy Don... He's a little bit of that, but he's a little bit of maybe a couple of other people along the way too. Uh, I don't know.
0: I think he just genuinely. I
1: would love to watch him. I would yeah. be. I would be sitting there listening to him.
0: And I think he genuinely likes his lot in life. You know, he, he's you know he's one of those few guys that's a legend in three places: Tennessee, Indy, and Denver. They all love him, as well as his and hometown and New Orleans. Yeah, so you, when you think about the places that he's been and lived, he's loved in all those places. Yeah, so. I,
1: I think it's a, it's a no-brainer, and it's, as much as they're trying to lure people in and the ratings keep going down for sports, why not try to grab him?
0: There you go. NCAA Basketball Selection Sunday uh, is coming up. Now, I did see today, and I don't know all the details, but you just see that Turner and CBS are going to do it a little bit differently they, yes. They're going to release, and see, you know, usually what they'll do is they'll say, hey, here's the East. They take about nine-minute commercials. Right. Here's the West, nine more minutes commercials. They're going to before the first break, according to them, go ahead and release all 68 teams before the first commercial break to let the fans know that, hey, here's if your team made it or not. Your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like that they're doing that. It's uh, because instead of going, oh my God, did I team? You can relax, figure out if you're in or not. Now, where are we seated? Yeah. Um, why not? I mean, people are going to watch. If they're going to watch, they're going to watch. I mean, you really want to find out if, you know, Decane's another couple other yeah. people from Iowa are going to watch. Well, and
0: I think it's it's the idea is the true fan is going to sit through the whole show and get all the analysis. The, the casual fan wants to know if their team's in and get it and then, you know, get a bracket. But the other thing you can do is you can print the bracket during the show early and still watch the analysis. So I think that's kind of what they want they want people to kind of look at the brackets as they go
1: and i think the way they're going to do it is they're going to say who's in and then the rest of the show is what bracket you're yeah. in right yeah i it's think not, so. yeah. What, i think so i think little... that's what i i think that's what i read here the bracket showing when and where we'll play over the next 30 minutes. So yeah. the second part of the show will be doing that. Yeah. I think it's fine. I mean,
0: anything, you know. And make... you can't do the same show all the time. I mean, things have to change up and it makes sense and uh, it'll be a little different broadcast. And so and it's one of those things you watch and, you know, there's not near as much of excitement here in central Illinois be, or even Illinois because Loyola <laughs> is probably the only team that'll get yeah, in. Illinois yeah. State is on the far bubble. there would be have a lot of stuff have to change over the next few days in tournaments for them to get in. So we're really looking at a one state bid in the state of Illinois. How bad and sad is that? I know you're not from here, but still, wow. Hello, Rick Schultz, out there in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah,
1: not, a, not a whole lot. There's uh, I, When I moved up here, I thought it was Basketball Central. I think it was the second year, <laughs> 2002 or 2003. Well, I forget what year it was. So it was soon thereafter when Illinois went in there. but, um, but The Big Ten will be solid, though. Michigan's going to be really good. Michigan State.
0: Purdue will uh, be in uh, good. Purdue what, what... is
1: going to be really good. So, I don't know. There you go. I'm not really into these pregame shows. I just have very little.
0: I, I just, I, I, in- I was talking to my buddy this morning on the way into work, and it's, 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 it's an NCAA tournament with all the stuff that came out with the Yahoo report. Uh, that, yeah, and we, when your teams are not in it, you know, Eastern's not obviously not in it. Illinois's not in it. My Oklahoma Sooners are just they're like they're just dying on the vine. Right. Uh So it's just I, I haven't found that one team to root for. Maybe Butler, maybe Cincinnati or Xavier. I don't know, but I sure as heck does. I don't want Duke. Or Kansas or any of the regulars to win it. I always want that uh, other it's nice team. like to
1: have that Cinderella sort of team. I, I'd like to have a separate bracket for the teams that uh, paid off players to come in.
0: <laughs> allegedly,
1: uh, <laughs> allegedly they they did. Um, <laughs> I'm going to trust the FBI on this. I'm not going to be you know talking about fake FBI news. There you go. Um, so.
0: Uh, and then, of course, big Illinois basketball news this week, as we'll stay on the Illinois, uh, is that you know their, their big recruit, Mr. Basketball, Mark Smith, after just one year under Coach Brad Underwood at the U of I, has said, nope, I'm out. And so, you know, he's gone. And So,
1: so what was the reason that he said that he wanted he, to go? He
0: really didn't give a reason. I just Illinois granted him his release to go sign somewhere else. So...
1: What, what, so How much did he play this year? He
0: played a lot early, and then he didn't get any better. And as the Big Ten got here, he wasn't really ready for the Big Ten at all. And some of the other guards. Is he
1: just not filled out physically yet? He's a stocky
0: kid. I just don't think he has the game for the Big Ten. And one of the things in the Big Ten you have to have is you have to have shooters. And Illinois had the ball handler in Frazier, but they didn't have any shooters. And if you don't have wing shooters, and Mark Smith is not a wing shooter, it's tough to win when you can't go inside. And Illinois didn't have an inside game too. So it's probably better that Mark Smith goes probably to an, an SIUE, maybe a Saint Louis University, who really needs yeah. players. It'd be great if he came to IU, but, but I, I, think to probably, right. I think he's probably—I think he's probably Saint Louis or SIUE would okay. be my guess. Maybe Murray State, we'll see. But uh, it was big news around here. You know, obviously Illinois has really struggled, you know, really since. The uh, team that lost in the championship game—it's been a bad run. They haven't won an NCAA game in a few years, and I've only been to the tournament, you know, once out of the last five years, I believe, under Gross and Underwood. So, uh, what once was a, a dynasty in Champaign, or, or somewhat of a dynasty when you well, look in
1: at the 80s—they were—they were well. You just a look at team even early 90s. Yeah.
0: Well, and they were always competitive, even when yes. you got—they always got to the tournament. You know, you look at the top 20 programs and wins. I think Illinois is right there, but wow, it has fallen back. It's it's fallen on bad times in Champaign. And see, they changed the name of that Assembly Hall to the State Farm Center. Center, and you can't do that. It's, it's the, As- the assembly. Hall. It's the assembly hall, yeah. folks. There you just go. It's
1: like Comiskey Park.
0: Now, did you read this yesterday? This came out. Darius Geis, the running back from Louisiana State University, supposedly was asked um, if what his uh, I don't know how what the proper word did he like men. Was he a homosexual by some of the men, by one team in the NFL? And the NFL obviously is taking some heat on this. Yeah. I mean. I know you ask weird questions in the, to try to find answers, but I was absolutely just floored. I cannot believe this is, hadn't got to be a bigger story. Are we seriously asking athletes this this question in 2018 at an NFL combine when you should be looking to help your football team? This is what these guys are still worried about. The NFL can't get out of its own way.
1: No, I believe one of the other questions that was posed was, have you ever killed someone or been around someone just, killed? Remember that? Yeah. Did you see that question? I'm, I'm sort of torn on these things because –
0: but if it's not the meat.
1: Yeah. If you're investing that kind of money in in a player and a whole franchise, but
0: but if I'm employing you as a to come no, work no, no, for me, no, no. I can't ask I, no, that. No, no,
1: I'm more against it than for. Because that's just, an
0: interview. You're in an interview process to try out for the National Football League.
1: The thing that's interesting though is that why are these questions getting out? I wouldn't be. That well, much. no,
0: the the running back released it. Yeah, He's the one who that's said it.
1: it so, why did he release it though?
0: I think he was probably upset and mad and you think and,
1: he th- you think he is? I mean, who cares if what's No, I don't think he, do you I don't think he I don't, don't towards homosexuality or think so. reason.
0: I don't think so. I think he was just put off by the the question and it was out of line and you would hope that something would come to that team, a loss of a draft pick, a fine. I saw where one of the agents said they should ban that team from next year's combine. Think about that. Wow. That's a that would be a major hit that's against something. No. There's no way. They couldn't really no do no it way unfairly.
1: That's I mean, I understand why a team would asking, would ask that question, but but it, it, it obviously is inappropriate to ask. There's no doubt about it. I'm never going to ask that question. I don't. I, 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 guess I'm sort of torn, also, in the sense that, and I guess "torn" is maybe the wrong word. Is that as a journalist, I'm all about transparency, and I don't care. Well, I think a
0: journalist would have every right to ask that question. But I'm not an employer, no, I get as that. an employer, you yeah. do. It's illegal. It's just like if you hire a female, you can't ask. Hey, are you going to have? You plan on having babies? Or are you pregnant now? You can't ask, and I don't. You can't ask that question now. I know what probably the NFL or the NFL team would say. This is not a real formal interview. This is more just to get to know him. We're trying to find out about the person. That's a hell of a, but hell I'm telling you, an informal
1: question. Wow. To ask. I just you know, hey, have you ever killed anybody? You ever but, seen a, a, but, a man in a Turkish prison, Johnny?
0: But think about this team that asked this question. You know, now other teams that find out which when this team's name gets released, it's not only just hurt them in the draft. It's going to hurt people that maybe uh, say, I don't want to have anything to do with this team. Free agency. And sure. resign. Oh, no, no. It's, it's, it's,
1: bad, it's bad optics, no doubt so, about it.
0: there you go. So I, I just thought that was. I think that I think this that this story may grow over the next couple of weeks. We'll see as we move forward.
1: I think if the player makes more of it. Um, yeah. The other thing, if this player makes more of it. Maybe some teams may not. We'll, we'll drop them down. Yeah. There. Unfairly, of course. Yeah.
0: And he's a heck of a running back, too. I do that. The other thing that I think is really fascinating right now in the National Football League is a team that I'm not a real big fan of anyway because I don't like their coach, Pete Carroll. The Seattle Seahawks are pretty much They're dis- unloading. They're dismantling their defense. But here's the thing. They basically traded an all-pro defensive lineman yesterday and Michael Bennett. Or they're going to trade. You can't really trade yet. They're trading him for Marcus Johnson, an unused receiver on Philadelphia, right. and like a seven. So, in my opinion, you know, I remember back in the 70s and 80s when there was really bad baseball trades. The Major League Commissioner would mm-hmm. say, no, we can't do this. I don't understand how this trade is being allowed. You're talking about an all-pro player and a draft pick going for another draft pick and an unused player. To me... It's not a very fair trade in terms of what you're getting, and it, to me, it, it it just looks really bad. Again, if you don't want Michael Bennett, drop him and let somebody else pick him up. But to trade him for uh, guys that aren't near as good and a seventh round draft pick or whatever it is, uh, it's really bad. I, I don't understand why uh, the commissioner isn't stepping in and saying, no, 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 this this is not an equal trade. We we need to have a little bit more fair ground on in the NFL because the Seahawks are you know, and then now, but they're going to drop Richard Sermon, who's who is who is a tradable commodity betrayed Michael Bennett. Uh, it's just weird what's happening in Seattle. I don't understand
1: Seattle. why they're just unloading it. It's not. A, I don't know that it's a salary situation. I, I, are tanking, they giving up? Are they is tanking? Ta- is tanking become such a prevalent part of sports? But, mean, but you're talking if it about does, we got to go divisions like English Premier League soccer s- or something. something. It's sickening to see so- some yeah. of these things happening. I agree. So,
0: that a, that's the stuff that's on my sports mind this week. What about you, Joseph?
1: Well, I'm kind of interested in uh, today. Aaron Judge says that he's not going to do any more home run derby and. Um, There are those who said that he he, he had a spiral right after that where he went down, but he said, no, it's just like taking BP. It's not that much different in there, although it was tiring to hit that many out. But um, I think maybe it has to do with his shoulder. He's had some shoulder surgery and some problems with it. um, it, It's a shame because last year's home run derby, uh, their ratings went up thirty-eight percent, and in part because of you know the big the, the man boy, you know. It's, yeah.
0: uh, well, here's what's here's what's going to happen. He's not going to do it for a few years, and then somebody's going to talk him into it, or a sponsor will say, "Hey, you know, what if you sign up to be a Chevy, but you, we want you to do the Home Run Derby?" He'll be back.
1: I don't know. I'd, He'll be back. I, I I will be curious to see what happens. I get a sense this is a guy who doesn't care about the spotlight. Maybe. If, if you listen to I mean I think he takes his cue from Derek Jeter. Derek Cheater never sought the spotlight. And he was in some commercials, but they were very low key. His reviews. Yeah. low key. Every time he talks he goes, Oh, my teammates, my teammates and, and it's kinda cool. I like to see that. I mean, there. not that there's not some fun with cockiness with players.
0: And unreal let's be realistic. The the home run derby is really not that exciting overall i mean it's okay well when
1: you're hitting them that far yeah maybe. but i mean but yeah opinion.
0: if you're there in person it might be better but you know to me it's one of those things i'll turn on for five minutes and i'm like ah, i don't i don't get excited about it anymore i don't know now i know when you well, maybe when you know i know you're a yankees fan so it might be better if your guys in it well, it's, it's, but it's the braves don't hit home runs so i don't worry no, about no, it no <laughs> no no
1: you can have a single the competition <laughs> yeah, that's what we need uh, based on balls <laughs> um the yankees have several people who could be in that competition you have gary sanchez oh and the sanchez the other day he had two home runs about 450 feet in in you know, just blasting them. Uh, you've got Greg Bird out there, and of course now you got Stanton too. Stanton, yeah. And uh, they got some young kid the other day who. Well, the shortstop hit. Yeah,
0: he batted fourth all last year too. Remember the the your shortstop Gregory or whatever his name.
1: Oh, Kenny oh, oh, um, Gregorius. Gregorius, yes. He he, he was the number four spot. Now he's probably going to be seven or eight. Yeah. And this is a guy who had twenty something homers at three hundred. This yep. team, they've got two young kids that are crushing
0: it. But more importantly, we're talking about baseball.
1: We are talking about As baseball. As
0: it snowed all week here in central Snow. Illinois. Oh, my God. Not yeah. a, lot, a lot like it, it was out east. It's funny that it's, it's blasting the northeast. It's blasting a little bit of the central part of the state.
1: We're upper 20s, low, up. mid-30s. Yeah. Well, I very much look forward to it. I mean, this past week, my daughter and I bought tickets. We have tickets for the Yankees game up in Chicago. I bought first week. I'm going down to St. Louis to watch. Uh, them play at the Diamondbacks. I didn't even care. Yeah. I just wanted to see baseball.
0: Speaking of one of our viewers out in Arizona right now, it's Patty Oliphant, uh, she's probably going to a Giants game later oh, on today in sunny Scottsdale, as they say.
1: I would love to go to Arizona. There you spring go. Training. I've gone to lots of Florida, but not that.
0: Other sports news on Joe Gisandi's mind
1: today. You know, we're talking about players. I, I, conversely, as much as I like, um, I like when players don't care what they say in this sense. Not that it was horrible. Uh, Otani, the player who signed with the Angels he was he was being recruited by the dodgers Dodgers. i
0: didn't see all the story but tell me about it
1: clayton kershaw uh and i think it was justin taylor the guy with the big beard yeah uh when he was coming in there they were asked what they thought of him and turner called it a waste of time and kershaw called it a gigantic waste of time (laughs) and and kershaw said he may as well have not been sitting there he might as well have been speaking to a window they said (laughs) he didn't care he was not interested. Why even show up? That he's, they blame the agent, and they thought. So, and, and later on in, in the story, Kershaw goes, "I don't care. He didn't come to me. The hell with him." And then yep. goes out in the game and strikes him out on a curveball. The guy's <laughs> just sitting there going, "Oh, they don't throw maybe they don't throw curveballs like that in the Japanese league." <laughs> Kershaw's probably the greatest pitcher of the last decade. Oh,
0: easily, yeah. And, and you know, thing I, I, I was, just love I when was,
1: people are. I and mean, he wasn't angry. He was just like, "Yeah, the hell with him. I hey, don't care about I, him. I'm just gonna go out there and make that, him look foolish."
0: I like it. I like it. You got to like Kershaw. He's a very likable dude.
1: Uh, the Hulk Hogan situation on Gawker. Have you followed that? Your last There's a years? suing
0: and going back yeah, and forth. I think there,
1: was, there was some. I don't know if this was the sex tape one, but he was saying a lot of racist things. Gawker buys the tape, puts it online, and then some billionaire who hates Gawker because the things that he did against Gawker. I mean, Gawker did uh, said about him finances the lawsuit against Gawker, which pretty much bankrupts Gawker. And the lawsuits are going back and round and round. Well, there was a Netflix piece on it, but now it looks like there might even be a Hollywood movie on it. Oh, really? I <laughs> know. How exciting wow. is it to have a lawsuit between a media person and Hulk Hogan? You know, unless they're in the ring, I don't know how exciting that's going to be. Yeah, that's
0: going to be one I miss. And uh, uh, you know, it's 2018. It's time to move past <laughs> Hulkamania time. Hulkamania was like when I was at Eastern Illinois. That you know, I remember people in my fraternity would rent WrestleMania because he was going to be there.
1: You know, I saw a picture of you 20 years ago yeah. when you were married. Well, this was I even prior to that. Hulkamaniac. Oh. Uh, one other thing, the NCAA. They just said that uh, they're bringing in a billion dollars in revenue for the first time. Uh, they did in sixteen seventeen, and I think it, was, it says 1.3 billion, 1.06 billion. Uh, of course, the big part of that, seven hundred sixty one million, was from the NCAA tournament, which is going to go up to I think eight hundred sixty nine million all? this year. Yeah, that's it. That's it. They generated one hundred twenty nine mil from ticket revenue, sixty million from marketing rights. Um, Conversely, they also had expenses of $956 million. They gave $560 million to its 1,100 members in 24 sports across three divisions. And uh, they also have a $200 million payment to schools to fund additional programs, which I thought was interesting. I'd be curious to see what sort of sports they're trying to generate. Um, and another $160 million went to a performance fund uh, based on how well the teams play. And they also settled a $200 million lawsuit related to athletes. Who said their scholarships was uh, illegally capped? And there's also a seventy million dollars for concussion testing. So the NCAA, anytime people say, "Look at all the money that Alabama is making or the NCAA is making," they're not. They're not. I mean, the NCAA does have a lot of money, but they're also throwing a lot out because somebody was saying, "Well, we should pay players." As you know, being around athletics, imagine if you paid every athlete here at Eastern. You can't just pay a few. No. You have to pay all of them. You know, and you just can't do it. They're not even going to get two thousand bucks. Take the scholarship. Take the scholarship. It's invaluable for yeah. the rest of your life.
0: Exactly. And if
1: you're that good, you'll make your money down the line.
0: Exactly. The only thing that should be is that players should be able to go right from high school to pro. I don't care. It's or, it, in a free country, that should be allowed, and I, and it doesn't bother me one bit if a nineteen-year-old wants to to go join the NBA and try. If he fails, he's on his own. Too bad. But it's that's the way it should be. They can vote. They can you know fight for our country. They sure as heck could be able to get a job anywhere. I can get a job when, when I left college at 18 anywhere I wanted. They should be able to, too. It should be that and just move on.
1: Yeah, I think that, I forget who it was, it was, was it Peter Gammons or something? I forget who it was, was saying that uh, players who come out and if they don't get drafted high, they should be allowed to go back to college. I agree with that. So if they got but maybe make,
0: they, they forfeit a year of eligibility playing or something. Just let them play. Something.
1: Because if they're juniors, then they would forfeit their senior year. I have no problem with them coming out because they're not getting any money from it. As long as they don't take any money from the agent, they just yeah. go out and the agent comes in later on. The other thing is, I think the reason that people are upset. Here's the reason I'm upset. Maybe I don't know how people are. I don't like, this is what I don't like about NCAA. Not that the players aren't paid. It's that the coaches are paid in an inordinate amount of money to coach them. When you see Jumbo... Uh, Fish, Jimbo Fisher getting $75 million over 10 years. $7.5 million a year, and the players are getting that scholarship, which is fantastic. There's too much of a gap there. This needs to be find some way to cap coaches. You know, why not? Cap the coaches.
0: There you go. I like it. And the players should be able to leave at, like the coaches could. And there should be no penalty if they want to, leave, no they want to jump No penalty whatsoever. Can because, can again, if you're in college, Joe, and you want to transfer from Eastern to Central Florida, you can with no penalty. Right. Why are we making our athletes have a penalty? That is ridiculous. Completely wrong. Absolutely ridiculous. Let's get to the good stuff. The good stuff. The Walking Dead.
1: The TWD.
0: Walking Dead recap. Spring season, episode two. Um... A different type of episode where it was kind of broken down into uh, quadrants of uh, by people, uh, and it was. and it, I thought it was well done. But the uh, folks who, uh, but it did not do well in the ratings. One of the lowest rating shows since season one. Was it really? Low, I, right? I, I, I looked it up. I actually did research I, I, today.
1: I, wonder, I, I think the next week is usually a reflection of the previous week. So I thought this was the best show they've had in some time. I thought
0: it was an excellent show. I just think people are starting to give up on the show in general. It wasn't just this episode, right. uh, but I it just happened to be people watched watched number one. Carl died. Um, you, when you kill a young person off of a TV show, you eliminate some of that lower base of, of, of viewers, and the, you know that, that really identified with Carl, uh, with Carl. And so then you take that away, and then you know as people get tired of it, the numbers start crunching. they
1: been the stupidest thing they've ever done in The Walking Dead. They've done plenty the more of I think. Why the hell do you get rid of one of your, your most popular and your youngest? That is the key. I don't get it. Yeah. The, I, I didn't Unless he wanted to go. And then you no, know he way. did not he want to go. He did not want to go. In Absolutely fact, I
0: saw another interview with him, uh, or read another interview online today. He said that last last day on the set, was it was horrible. He, he didn't want to go. He was heartbroken. They they gave him the, the hat and a t-shirt for he wore in like one of the first episodes, and he didn't want to leave the show. And I, I think that they really, really, the more I think about it, I didn't think about it as much last week, but this week, Carl leaving The Walking Dead might be uh, a death shot to the the show overall because it just, it really did, you know, the younger viewers just don't understand why. And the fact that he died in a a way that when he had a gun in his hand, he could have killed the walker that bit him. Really does even exasperate the. It wasn't
1: even for something heroic. Yeah, yeah, it was for that. It was for like goofing around.
0: Now let's go to this week's uh, show, which is episode two. They kind of, I think they went through six characters. Really well done, Um, interesting, some uh, good dynamics back and forth, some amazing zombie scenes, some amazing. uh, So,
1: what was your favorite scene?
0: Oh, when Jadis... There's
1: three or four that I really like.
0: I think the one that stood out was when Jadis basically just chopped up the uh, the zombies into this mushy... Yeah. lured them all yeah, it, her, yeah. and
1: She's watching all of her good friends...
0: Who, who are zombies now, yeah.
1: ...turn into... Oh, what, Strawberry oatmeal. Yeah,
0: that was that was good. Uh, the Walker on the fence, the, the you know the, at the beginning it, we got kind of impaled, remember? And his head kind of well, we will not get into too much gravity, yeah, right, exactly. but it was a good episode. Uh, Simon and and Negan going at it back and forth, and Simon really he stepped up and had some guts, and then he did what he should have done. That's gonna or,
1: or, or he's
0: gonna pay for it or someone, you know. Yes, but. That was a great scene and i'm usually obviously not a negan fan but that was a great scene uh you know rick in the field at the end
1: at least two fantastic yeah
0: rick and negan at the end you know in the field and then talking back and forth and uh over all that so i one of the best episodes in recent memory uh with low ratings but it you know it it really does set up some of the future shows that are going to be that are coming so we'll see What, what were your overall thoughts
1: the two that I liked, one, one you did name, which was the conversation at the end with Rick and, uh, and, and, and Negan. I like the fact that you think Rick is going to say, okay, let's get something done here, and he's not saying that. And I also thought, and I've always been, I've mentioned this last week, attracted to the relationship that Negan has had with Carl. Oh, you hit that one on the head. He was so sad that he was dead. He was so saddened by it, and he was so angry... He starts he blames rick yep and which it said if i am sorry about that but he's going damn it you pretty much you killed him yeah it's what he said this is on you and he repeated several times and you know so you have that conflict you think it's gonna be a softer scene and oh no not with the walking dead but that's that's like an old school type thing they've done where twist you expect something and you don't get it and it's even better so i saw a lot of positives coming out of this show and i have it for some some time or something like that. So I loved that scene. Yeah. And the other one I liked was the one um, when they're trying to put out the fire in the gazebo.
0: Oh, and for no reason other than yeah. When
1: they're leaving. Michonne. And Michonne goes, "That's where Carl used to jump on there and play." And there's zombies all around, and they grab fire extinguishers. There's zombies all around, and they're trying to put out this fire that's almost impossible with two little things. And they get it halfway, and then everybody starts coming, and then ultimately have to jump back in the car and leave. But that was a personal touch. It's like. That really made Carl and all these characters even more come alive. Those are little scenes if you're writing something you want to put in yeah movie
0: and Michonne is changing show by show into not the just bad you know badass killer that she was she's really turning into a a woman who really has shown up to be thoughtful and insightful and understands that the, the change has to come and that was a show with the, with that scene and the other scene uh, it, she was in earlier um when she saw the handprints uh you could tell that she's she's changing it and when she asked Rick you know what, what did you know when they're talking about what did uh, Carl do and what did he mean with the letters and it was an interesting machine you know michonne's been my one of my favorites and uh, i don't think we're going to see her as we, we we're we not going to see her as we kind of remember her, if that makes sense
1: yeah i mean it's, it's kind of funny have you seen the black panther
0: yeah she's in it i, I haven't seen it but i know she's she in is, it.
1: I forget if the, the name of the country is tawanda or kawanda but she's in there and she's a fierce fierce fighter in there which is yeah which is i guess resonates to the beginning of the walking dead but she's fantastic in it but this you're right this character is changing? Yeah. Is she not? And she's Chris
0: Hardwick pretty much said that uh, you know that Michonne is on her way to be a, a, a movie star, and so oh, she's already. I think yeah. she's she's yeah, yep. absolutely going to be going there.
1: Hey. Um, I, I, I I'm intrigued this week for two things. One, what's going to happen to Simon? Yep. Is he going to? When is that going to come out? They'll probably draw it out. They'll
0: draw it out because I mean they they really don't have a reason to go back there yet. I don't think. We'll see.
1: And then what's going to happen to uh, the Jadis with the scavengers? She's just sitting there. And Rick was like, "I'm not taking you with me. You just stay." I was also amazed. Didn't you think they had a lot more people in that?
0: i was under the assumption they did but they really only had like 40 guys there right or 40 people Tops. yeah
1: i mean if, if that many i mean i thought how easy it was to knock them out to just take them out yeah um i mean 40 people in, in that world is not a, a, a small number but it, it, it's smaller than i thought there you go um and also uh curious to see of course what happens with um you, you know with aaron i think aaron
0: stayed with uh, the he just
1: said get the heck out yeah
0: the fish people or whatever you want to call oceanside. them oceanside, oceanside yeah
1: um, i'm really surprised that he would go back i, almost I don't understand like, why I, I almost feel like okay he's he's gonna be dead soon
0: i wonder yeah there's really no reason that they're pretty adamant they don't want to be involved with anything so i don't i don't know unless he's he uh, is an idealist he's yeah and he has a game plan because he he, when he knew right when right when she when uh you know said or was it uh, yeah, when she was leaving is it Eden? yeah I think that's Enid,
1: right. Enid.
0: Enid 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 when yep. Enid you said why and he goes i ah, i'm gonna, I got this so uh we'll see what that, what that means that was a, that was that was probably my least favorite part of, that mean I
1: didn't I didn't care at all they could have cut that whole thing out
0: yeah that try. was the worst one of uh, but a uh, neat show it's
1: not compelling. It's not interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't
0: even, well, because there's no, you don't know there's you don't there's no I think backstory. If successful, yeah, 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 yeah there's yeah. no backstory at all. All the other ones had a backstory with it. This one is just like those. The Oceansiders have really never been on our on anybody's side. They they're kind of just you know whatever you want to call it standoffish so you know why worry about it in my opinion but oh well i'm sure something will happen next week we'll see i, I watched the previews but i don't remember anything standing out because they do that preview for the whole year uh everybody's talking about the what the scene i guess the it, it appears that rick leaning against the tree bleeding out is how the, the, some, the season's going to end that's kind of been pre-leaked out so we, we we know that we're leading up to why rick is bleeding against the tree that's kind of where everything's going
1: I, don't, I try not to watch any of the previews.
0: I did, uh, and I wish I wouldn't
1: have. Yeah, I know, because I feel like it makes me – it taints everything else that I'm watching. There you go. Uh, but I know a lot of people are addicted to watching those things, too. Well, that's all I got for this week, Joe. You got anything else? No, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I, If next week's show is as good as this week's show, I think it, it's going it, to – it bodes well to The Walking Dead. But I think ultimately, like you said, they're in a losing proposition, having gotten rid of Carl.
0: Yes, we are uh, watching – the show's peaked. We already know that. I and
1: think maybe a season or two is all yeah. are gonna get. Up. I
0: think yeah, and and honestly, I think it costs a lot to produce this show in Georgia on, on site and building all these you know different sets and stuff. So if they're not getting the rating, which means they're not getting the ad dollars, that so they're the gonna ad are have to, they have to are be changed. More, and more expensive. Ex- and it, you know, didn't
1: they just sign Carl to a long term contract? They
0: offered him the, one, and they it, sign it? I don't know what how that works in TV. If you I get killed know. off, I mean, do you not? I mean, it's not like football it, where it's guaranteed. We this
1: in any years, but if we kill you off, that's
0: it. Well, that's what his dad was so mad about is that they. Offered him this contract, and then they, they. So yeah. I
1: wonder if they did it just to sort of surprise people, so they didn't think that this was coming. I
0: do Yeah, well, don't know. that's what I makes The Walking Dead so great. You, sports, you, I'm
1: not going to predict Hollywood.
0: Yep, but still the only show on TV that has a post show that talks about it. So you know, I think that's cool, The talking Dead.
1: Oh, it's a great. I, it's, it's,
0: I usually watch the first scene or two of it, then I get you know, but.
1: I think we're going to see more of this because didn't. didn't I don't know. I guess uh, Game of Thrones came first when they had the the postscript to it. But it wasn't really a whole show where people called in and became part. The whole culture.
0: Yep. You're exactly right. So, all right. Now, will you be here next week? I know it's spring break on EIU. I'm working. So, will you be here next Thursday?
1: Uh, Working. Sure. I'll be. I'll be.
0: be be (laughs) All right. We will be back next week. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Have a great day, everybody.